is chilling truth. And that's why I just tighten up my mother. I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Next time you see me. Good, and that's great. I'm trying to be lively because I'm very tired right now. Um, it is right. ten sixteen at night, and I'm usually in bed way before now. Yeah, I've been going to bed since like about like eight o'clock. I get in bed. Yeah, dude, it's wonderful. I love sleeping, so I don't mind it. But welcome to The Chilling Truth, everybody. Today, uh, oh man, ooh, let's try that again. Let me start it over. I'm going to say it again. Welcome to The Chilling Truth, everybody. I am Corey. I am joined by Johnny. And a couple weeks ago, we took you guys to church. Remember that? We went to church. We talked about the Antichrist. Uh, today, we're going back to school. Yesterday, we're talking about the Watergate scandal. And uh, I knew of the Watergate scandal, but I didn't really know like a whole lot about the Watergate scandal because it happened back in the 70s and I wasn't born till 91. So before we do start the episode, I do want to confess something. Uh, our main source for this episode is Wikipedia. Uh, and I'm not proud of it. <laughs> I'm not proud of it whatsoever, but uh, I read and put the information in the script and we're going to read it for you. So either way, we're still a valid podcast. I don't think it <laughs> makes us any less of a podcast than the rest of the podcasts out there. So if you want to follow along, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't copy and paste it. I, I did. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Why don't you just turn this episode off and just go to Wikipedia? <laughs> don't. You're making me feel worse. <laughs> anyway, fuck off. I don't care. It's It happened. It doesn't happen very often. I usually use it as a source. Uh, gives us a little bit of extra information or whatever, but I don't ever use it as the entire source. This time I did, so I'm sorry. I apologize. But the Watergate scandal was a political scandal involving the Nixon administration back in 1971 to 1974. The scandal led to Nixon's resignation, so pretty big deal there. The entire scandal stemmed from the administration trying to deny their involvement in the 1972 break-in of the Democratic National Committee. The intruders were caught, and the money on them was linked to the Nixon administration. There are a ton of fucking names and dates in this story. It is somewhat hard to keep track of all the information. Even researching it, when I would get down to, like, Page like six, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I don't remember ta ever mentioning this person. I'm like, "Who's Dean?" And then I go back to the top. I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, 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 whatever." So anyway, we're gonna start from the beginning, which is the wiretapping of the Democratic Democratic Party's headquarters. So Johnny's gonna take it away. So on January 27th in 1972, G uh, G Gordon Liddy. Uh, he's a finance counsel for the Committee for the Re-Election of the President uh, and a former aide to John L. Richmond. Is that how you say that? Er, 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 I have er, no Erlichman? idea. I was going to call him John Earl because I, I fucking could not. I, even typing it, I'm like, how do you spell this fucking name? It might be Ehrlichman. 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 He sounds like, he looks like William Howard Tapp. 
Well, my name's Don present- Erlock, man. Yeah, so, so they present he <laughs> so he presented a campaign intelligence plan to uh, CRP's acting chairman Jeb Stewart uh, Magruder. So uh, close like to being a cool name. So close. Yeah, um, uh, Attorney General John Mitchell. So and uh, him and President uh, Presidential Counsel John Dean that involved uh, extensive illegal activities against the Democratic Party. Uh, and according to Dean, this marked the opening scene of the worst political scandal of the 20th century and the beginning of the end of the Nixon presidency. Uh, and yeah, you can uh, uh, fact check that uh, on Wikipedia. Don't do this. Word for word. Do not do this. <laughs> I'd say the minute your reelection council starts suggesting illegal things to help the campaign, you're opening yourself up for a terrible scandal. Uh, but again, I don't know a lot about politics, so uh, I'm sure most of what they do is probably illegal and at the very least unethical. So, I mean, and that's not from Wikipedia. Those are my own words. And I don't want to do this the whole episode. I'm going to stop the episode <laughs> if you keep teasing me about it. I'm very insecure well, Mitchell- about this. So Mitchell wasn't a fan of the plan, so he proposed a scaled-down version of it. This is hilarious. Uh, This is so funny. Well, he suggested breaking into the Democratic (laughs) National Committee's headquarters. Guys, 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 guys. The Watergate complex. This is... You guys are out of control. All right. Why don't we just break in? I mean, let's do it simple, you know? K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Let's fucking just break in. Well, he wanted the intruders to photograph campaign documents and install listening devices. That doesn't seem that crazy when you think about like today's world, but back then, 1970s, that's pretty intense because now you can just get a little fucking pen-sized microphone and clip it on someone's jacket and they're like, fucking, you got everything they're going to say. Well, I mean, this shit was probably going on long before the Nixon administration. It's just they were one of the first to get caught doing something so sleazy. Yeah, man, of course. Yeah. No, none of them are good. That's the thing about politics. Politicians, not like people like are like, Oh, I love Joe Biden. And it's like, why dude, he's a, he's a politician. You're not supposed to like him. Anyway, Um, that's my rant on modern day politics. Thanks man. What? They're (laughs) all a bunch of lizards. I don't trust them. No, 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 I don't disagree with that. Uh, but this isn't a political show. and This is literally of, a political maybe. episode. Yeah, but you and I don't know shit about politics. I know enough to know that they're 12-foot-tall te- lizards living in human skin, and they eat children. <laughs> I know that much. Give me Perhaps. some credit, dude. I've read Wikipedia before. I know, I know. If y'all want to know uh, what <laughs> Wikipedia knows, you can go back to oh, a prior God. episode that we've done. So far. <laughs> it covers lizard yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, he was nom- uh, nominally in charge of the operation, but has since insisted that he was duped uh, by mm. both Dean and at least two of his subordinates, which included former CIA officers uh, E. Howard Hunt and James McCord, the latter of whom was serving as then CRP security coordinator after John Mitchell had by then resigned uh, as attorney general to become the CRP chairman. Dude, it's I duped all my fucking. They're all a bunch of snakes, man. Every one of them. The second the walls start closing in, they play the victim, and they're fucking innocent. It's just, remember Trump's lawyer? What was his name? Michael Cohen. Remember the minute the wall started closing in, he got in trouble. He's like, I'm the victim here. I fucking hate these guys. 
Well, yeah, but that's I think that's how politics run. Like you, in order to make it to the top, you have to be willing to go down for others. Well, I heard but, that. Well, once boy, it comes you, down to it, like right after right after you swear into any type of political position, uh, they do a surgery where they just completely remove your spine and replace it with a two by four. So you can never well, have a spine. Again. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is. I would say spineless, but you know, politicians are trying to get reelected, so they have to do shit that they think their party will keep them in office for. I hope you're playing devil's advocate right now, and you're not on the politician side. It's yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, you got to play the game just like any other. I understand job. being forced to play the game, but you were all in this whole time, and now that the walls are closing in, you're like, oh, I don't know, I wasn't involved. Right, you're all in because the money's good. You're Stop. not wanting to no. be involved now because now you're now that reality sits in and you're looking at prison time. You need to stand by your man. <laughs> I didn't know how right. to end that but, sentence. <laughs> but look at look at any other organi- organized crime. No, I group. get it. People roll over. I understand that, but Absolutely. it just seems like with politics, it just seems like you should. You're supposed to be a public servant. You're supposed to like be someone people look up to, and you're gonna fucking be a spineless coward. I don't know. I just, I right, understand but that's like organized crime at its finest. No, I get it. No, yeah, I'm politicians reading, are I'm a bunch of crooks. Man, I fully understand people who roll over. I don't care if you have a blue tie or red tie, man. You're crooked. Exactly. We hate politicians yep. here at the Chilling Truth. But some well, are a little hate. better. It's some just, are a little better it, than others. I don't. I, I don't let it. Like it's not a time suck for me. I don't. I don't. I don't come home and turn on the news and have to see like what what one guy is saying about another guy. I don't no, give yeah, a shit. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's go. Let's move on. We got a lot to cover. So in in May, McCord signed uh, former FBI agent Alfred C. Baldwin the uh, third to come out uh, to carry out the wiretapping and monitor the telephone conversations afterward. Do you think he's related uh, McCor- to Alec Baldwin? No, he's mm. no. Not cool enough to be a Baldwin brother. No. Uh, But McCord testified that he selected Baldwin's name from a registry published by the FBI's Society of Former Special Agents to work for the committee to reelect President Nixon. You know, it's funny. He selected his name from that. We also selected Jonah's name from that same list, the the registry list, like a baby book. Oh, I thought you were going with like, is Jonah a a biblical name? It is a biblical name. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, yes, it is. what do you mean, unfortunately, man? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that we didn't purposely name them both biblical oh, you didn't? names. No, of you course You didn't not. purposely have two sons and name them Bible names? I wanted to name him Osmodius, <laughs> but Elsa wouldn't let me. Uh, if you want to hear more Odin. about Osmodius, go listen to our <laughs> Seven Devils episode. <laughs> there you go. couple plugs here. Lizards or re- reptilians? Devils? Yeah, uh, you know, what we're saying is our episodes aren't getting enough play. Please go listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> We really need those plays. Uh, we really need you to. <laughs> Just go. Let's go now, please. Uh, anyway. No, we do okay. We do all right. Um, so on May 11th, McCord arranged for Baldwin to stay at the Howard Johnson's motel across the street from the Watergate complex. Uh, why they gave him a motel instead of a hotel is, is because he didn't, he but, didn't grease the right <laughs> poles, dude. He just didn't, he didn't make the cut. So anyway, room 419 was booked in the name of McCord's company. At the uh, behest of Liddy and Hunt, McCord and his team of burglars uh, prepared for their first Watergate 
break-in, which began on May 28th. And Forrest Gump was also staying nearby, and he called the front desk to tell them that the lights were keeping him awake. It's a really good thing that Forrest Gump saw those lights. I'm glad the, uh, Tom I mean, Hanks was alive and in that area. But I Tom do, Hanks? Who's Tom Hanks? Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, it's Forrest Gump. Um, but I do Forrest think it's Gump. funny that he stayed in a motel because I picture him walking up and it's like this really nice hotel and he's like, oh yeah, and they're like, then that's where you're staying. And it turns and it's just like a flea bag, like rent rooms by the hour, fucking motel. <laughs> yeah. like, that's where you're staying. Incognito. Yeah, kids and hookers are staying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So two phones inside were wiretapped. One of the phones belonged to Robert Spencer Oliver. Three Oliver first, was the three executive first director. Names. That sucks. It, I have two first I mean, names. Well, no, technically I have the, three. Well, that's the first sign that he shouldn't be trusted. Whoa, hey, know? man, I have three first names. Yeah, but you don't trust a man with two first names. This man has three. That's true, I guess. I don't trust myself. You should see you me shouldn't. on Amazon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so that, was like, that was like the male version of a woman's Target joke. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I have been going a little Amazon crazy. I ordered a toothbrush yesterday. Oh, my God. It's Moving electric. On. Oh, that changes everything. Fuck you, dude. I went to the dentist and I'm like, yeah, you need to do something about this shit. You need to go on Amazon and get you one of those motorized toothbrushes, boy. Boy, yeah, I went to the country boy. dentist. He was in a bar. Well, you're, you're in Texas, so like every dentist is, you know, The a dentist, cowboy. believe it or not, was actually a pig. It was amazing, honestly. The hooves are hard to get in there. <laughs> and he's like, you need to get an electric toothbrush, boy. Yeah. And I was like, you got it, dentist pig. Yeah, you got it. That's his name, dentist DP. Pig. Yeah, we call it DP for sure. DP. <laughs> Dennis Pitt. So, um, anyway, the uh, the other phone. So there was, yeah, there were two phones uh, that were tapped. The other phone belonged to DNC Chairman Larry O'Brien. After midnight on Saturday, uh, June seventeenth, nineteen seventy-two, a security guard at the Watergate complex, uh, Frank Wills, noticed tape covering from. Uh, covering some of the latches of the doors leading from the underground parking garage to several offices. So with the tape, uh, the doors uh, could close, but they wouldn't lock. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, everybody has seen this. It's very primitive, and I don't really understand why they, like, you're the FBI. You couldn't, like, come up with something that was, like, just a tiny bit cooler than that? You got your guy a motel. You had to keep the job simple, man. Yeah, well, they really kept it simple by fucking it up. Yeah. Jason Statham would not settle for a motel room. Like a specialist of any kind is is not going to want a motel. No, yeah, a real. But, true... but maybe that's part of the uh, part of the disguise. You know, if they're not going to check uh, one of our guys staying in a motel to see if we're connected to this. I think that's what maybe. it was. Honestly, I think it had to do with staying incognito. Perhaps. Yeah. Well, Will's removed. The tape and then carried on. After a while, he came back and the latches were taped again, so he called the police. Three plainclothes officers showed up. Alfred Baldwin, who was a lookout for distract, watch, uh, distracted, was distracted watching TV, Fucking and uh, he moron, didn't even see the dude. police show up. You had a yeah. single, you had one job to be a lookout. Well, you know, cops was on, bro. <laughs> like I know had, cops uh, doesn't start till four. <laughs> so cops were really on Baldwin, because they were outside the fucking hotel. That's true. Maybe it wasn't the TV; it was the window, and he's an idiot. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so. that's it. He's like, man, this is really this is 4K is yeah, amazing. Dude. The, the, the like, oh, surround shit. sound is unbelievable. <laughs> like, yeah, wow, it really feels like they're just right outside my window. Oh shit, this is a window. 
So, uh, naturally, uh, by the time Baldwin even noticed the police, it was way too So the officers then arrested uh, a Mr. Gonzalez. I don't know how to say his first name. Virgilio. Bernard Baker. Sure. And then James McCord, uh, Eugenio Martinez, and then Frank Sturgis. Uh, They were charged with attempted burglary and then attempted uh, interception of telephone and other communications. All right, guys. That's it. Thanks. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. They were arrested and they were charged. Yep, that was it. Catch you on the flippity flip. (laughs) That's the. It's like we had we got no information about Watergate. That's all Wikipedia had, guys. We honestly learned more about (laughs) Amazon and Corey's shopping habits than we learned about the whole Watergate. (laughs) (laughs) I know more about your fucking toothbrush than I do about Watergate. I know he went to the dentist, but I don't know what happened to Watergate. No, there's quite a there's quite a few more pages. There's a few. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, it was reported the police found lockpicks and door jimmies, almost $2,300 in cash, most in $100 bills with several serial numbers in sequence, a shortwave receiver that could pick up police calls. Uh, there was 40 rolls of unexposed film, two 35-millimeter cameras, and three pin-sized tear gas guns. I, just, I was thinking about uh, the ten pin-sized tear gas guns. I've never heard of that or seen anything like that. Yeah, but we're talking about FBI and CIA, man. They got cool gadgets. That is true, I guess. I suppose that's very true. So on September 15th in 1972, a grand jury indicted all five, as well as Hunt and Liddy, for conspiracy, burglary, and violation of federal wiretapping laws. Uh, And all pleaded guilty and then were convicted on January 30th, 1973. Okay. So now that we know what happened with Watergate and what it is, the story and such. Let's talk about the massive fuck up slash cover up that the Nixon administration, uh, tried to pull off. So almost right away, the Nixon administration went into cover up mode. So within hours, the FBI discovered Howard Hunt's name in Baker and Martinez's addresses, uh, address book. Why would you write it uh, down? The, Why would you have it just like in a fucking document? I mean, I don't know. Why didn't he just but, put it know, in his iPhone and put it under a different name? Yeah, put it in the cloud. It's safe there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they didn't have the cloud in the 70s, so... Oh, they also didn't have iPhones. I'm glad that the cloud was the problem you had with that scenario. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's like watching Shrek and saying, dude, donkeys don't talk. Yeah, you're like, like, yeah that's but, the issue you yeah, take but, with this? Yeah, but there's like... <laughs> There's also an ogre and dwarves and, and there's know, like a whole of, lot of yeah. other shit that's happening besides the donkey. I don't remember so, Eddie Murphy being a donkey. <laughs> no, that's not so, what the takeaway is. So the administration's officials were worried because Hunt and Liddy were also involved in a separate secret activity known as the White House Plumbers. This is hilarious. Well, it was actually just a terrible code name for the two of them to stop security leaks quote-unquote, and then investigate other sensitive matters. It's a good bit. I like it. I think it's funny. So, uh, Dean later testified that top, uh, top Nixon aide John Ehrlichman, uh, Ehrlichman, I keep saying his fucking name wrong, John Ehrlichman. You can't say it uh, right. It's just like a fucking E-H-R-I-L. Those letters don't go together. Well, they do, but it's the English language. And, you know, names do not follow English rules. I'm pretty so. sure we've definitely talked about this before. 
Probably have. So anyway, uh, Mr. Ehrlichman ordered him to uh, deep six the contents of Howard Hunt's home safe. And deep six is just a cool way to say bury it or destroy it. Right. I don't know why he couldn't just say get rid of it, but whatever. Yeah, since he was detailing everything else in his journal. Yeah, yeah, he fucking had the names written down and shit, but he's like, deep six. (laughs) You'll never figure out what that means. Just listen for five more seconds whenever the dude's like, what does that mean? And then you got to explain it anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, he refused, and in the end, uh, Dean, the FBI's acting director, uh, Patrick Gray, destroyed the evidence <laughs> from Hunt's safe. Okay, Dean, I love your energy. It's incredible what you can bring to this production, but when you're destroying the evidence, I don't see the panic on your face. It's like a soulless, blood-sucking lizard inhabiting a human body to try to rise through the ranks of politics to destroy humans, buddy. So just, you know, more emotion is what I need. I'll have more notes for you at the end. Do you get my joke that I wrote in there? Acting director? Come on now. Uh, I guess. Do you yeah. like? Did you think it was good? Yeah, I, you know, he's yes, he was he was running the show. He was, he was no, but good. he's the acting FBI's acting director. It's like he's an acting director for the FBI, but like a director like on a movie. right. But it's a job title. No, I get it's that. a little play on words. But no, yeah. no, mine's a play on words. His is an actual title. I know, you were asking me if I got it. Yeah, I know, you just didn't laugh, I just wanted to make sure you understood it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'd appreciate it if you would Uh, laugh more, because I feel like sometimes... Oh yeah, well, you know, (laughs) I'll work on that. Uh, I'm just trying to get through the content, man. That's not important, we need to to make people laugh, and if you laugh, they laugh. No, we don't need to make people laugh. That's we're a comedy podcast. Oh, is that what we are? It's partially, I mean, mediocre, but I didn't want to put that on the fucking name. You should now, just... It would be funny to be obviously pretentious. So, yeah, you should put right. funniest podcast. To the, you'll never hear a funnier couple of guys. Well, you don't even laugh at my jokes. I don't even know if other people are laughing at them. <laughs> I could just be writing jokes and people are like, God, I wish Johnny would just talk more. I don't think they wish that I would talk more. I don't think that's the well, problem. I mean, they might. Did you, did you get any reviews? No. People writing in, we need more Johnny. No, but they're not saying more Corey either. They're not saying anything. It's dead. I don't know what anyone likes. Maybe they want less. Maybe Maybe they 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 just don't listen anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just want less of both of us and they turn it off. So, uh, Nixon's reaction to the break-in was initially skepticism. Watergate prosecutor James Neal was sure Nixon had not known in advance about the break-in. I'm going to skip over this joke that I wrote because I feel like my jokes are going over like a lead balloon this episode, so I'm just going (laughs) to move on. You can just read the next part. Uh, They seemed so good when I was writing them. I was like, man, this is... They're not bad. I'm like clicking away, but I think they're... Here's the thing. Uh, Funny is... Comedy is almost impossible to script. Yeah, but I, you can write jokes. I wrote this joke, and I think it's pretty funny. Right, but I, yeah, but in the world of comedy, like comedians typically write jokes, and then when they try to rehearse them, it's not as funny as they think. Like more jokes are. I've scrapped experienced than that not. with two separate paragraphs so far. So yes, well, there, I do there you go. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You get it. No, I get it. I've <laughs> lived it. But yeah, it's 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 hard to to corral funny. It's equivalent so of being saying. on stage and telling a joke, and then everybody's just like, okay. No, oh, yeah, that's what's happening right now. Yeah, I don't, sure. and I'm not enjoying it whatsoever. This is miserable. <laughs> <laughs> so now not, I'm starting to enjoy it. I'm like so. not having a good time at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, 
Well, well, we might squeeze in one of Corey's jokes in a minute. I feel like I should just go through all my highlighted parts and just take them out because a lot of them are jokes. No, I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go ahead and take this one out right now. No, don't do that. No, you guys are missing out because Johnny doesn't laugh at my jokes, and now no one. Well, sorry, everyone. So Nixon then tried to prove. (laughs) Outing like a fucking only child. Well, yeah, 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 I'm trying to steamroll right over your emotions. All no, right, yeah, so, no, that's fine. <laughs> well, he tried to prove uh, this by recording from a, a, a conversation taped on June 23rd uh, that was between him and the chief of staff, Haldeman. Uh, uh, HR. Uh, I think is Haldeman. how you say it. Yeah. So, Haldeman. in which Nixon asked, he asked him, um, Nixon asked him, who was the asshole that did that? And he but probably weirdly, said exactly Nixon like ordered. That. Who was the Probably. asshole that did that? <laughs> that was that was his acting because he knew who did it. So, yeah. and I'm sure Nixon, the guy didn't laugh because it wasn't he didn't think it was funny. Right. Well, he, he then ordered Haldeman to have the CIA block the FBI's investigation into the source of the funding of burglary. It's weird. Uh, so, though, to do it sounds familiar, doesn't it? It does sound weird to block investigations into things that you're clearly guilty <laughs> for uh, yeah. on the pretense of being innocent. Man, that is yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot about politics, but I can. I, I I'm familiar with watching a guy fire everybody. That's really uh, uh, a threat. Not to only that, it's like presidency. It's like if you stole money from your job, like if you worked at a place that had money in a register, and then you're like, they wanted to look in the register, and you're like, hey, you don't need to look in there. Why do you want to look in there for? You don't. Just, yeah, you, don't I'm need a, there. you don't need to look yeah, in dude. there. I didn't take it. If anyway, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what's in there. You don't need to worry about all the money that's supposed to be in there. So, uh, a few days later, Nixon's press secretary, Ron Ziegler, described the event as a third-rate burglary attempt. And then on August 29th, at a news conference, Nixon stated that Dean had conducted a thorough investigation of the incident, when in reality, Dean had not conducted <laughs> any investigation. That's a and then, he does He's yeah, done nothing, so, but he's like, we're good. We did it. We covered it all. We've covered all bases. Yeah, don't worry about it. We've checked under every rock, nook and cranny, and he's like, no, dude, I have done zero work on this. So Nixon then further buried himself by saying, I can say categorically that no one in the White House staff, no one in this administration, presently employed, was involved in this very bizarre incident i feel like that's the time when the narrator from arrested development comes on he's like they were all involved (laughs) (laughs) so that got a laugh me quoting a narrator from a show that isn't even on tv anymore okay no i see what's working no but i i understand the 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 reference i think it's my act outs that aren't good maybe i'm not an actor no you're definitely not an actor well okay i have the height for an actor actors are very short look at tom cruise Tom Cruise is rare, okay? He's not that rare. For, to be a, a short guy... Mark Wahlberg is pretty short. Yeah, but... His per, their personalities are huge. Not that so yours now, isn't. Yeah, I was gonna say. So now I'm not funny anymore, and I have a terrible... What is going on on this episode? I just don't... You're, you're trying to pull yourself into this certain type of world that you don't belong i don't belong in it but stop trying to put yourself in i'm just trying it's okay to be we're not actors man i don't want to be one stop stop trying to be okay fine move just read yourself read the stuff funny read the stuff (laughs) read it we're gonna talk about (laughs) let me read my thing flustered bro yeah i am getting a little let me read my thing this no my part's (laughs) the orange part yeah no i know 
Don't worry. Oh my god. Just read. This is about Martha Mitchell. She was kidnapped. I didn't know this happened. I'm dead inside <laughs> right now. I've never written jokes that have gone over as badly as these ones have. And I've written so many jokes for this show. Maybe it's because uh, you're trying maybe. to write jokes about the Nixon administration. It's like, dude, like anyone that listens to this wasn't alive during this. So. Our 9-11 episode was funny. 9-11's more relatable and closer in history. Okay. Well, it's fine. Just read the thing. This lady was... She was kidnapped. Uh, you're hilarious dude what are you talking about you're not funny dude you're cracking me up right now i am dead inside (laughs) all right so during the week following the watergate burglary martha mitchell the wife of nixon's attorney general john mitchell had been held captive at the watergate complex hotel when marcia kramer a new york daily news reporter saw mitchell uh, she said she was a beaten woman with visible bruises. Uh, at the hotel, Mitchell had been on a call with Helen Thomas, uh, Martha's favorite reporter of the United Press. She had informed Thomas she was leaving her husband until he resigned from the CRP. And then the phone call ended abruptly. When Thomas tried to call back uh, the, to the hotel operator, uh, the o- operator told Thomas that Mitchell was indisposed. In Thomas's later recount of the event, she said it was clear that someone had taken the phone from Mitchell's hand and she could be heard saying, you just get away. It turns out security guard Steve King ended her call um, to Thomas by pulling the phone cord from the wall. Mitchell made several attempts to escape via the balcony, but was beat by five men, which left her needing stitches. Um, after that, Nixon's personal lawyer... Uh, Herb Kalmack, I think is how you say it. Um, he was summoned to the hotel and he proceeded to call for a doctor to come and inject her with tranquilizer. After it was known what happened to Mitchell, her name was drugged through the dirt on media outlets. They claimed she had a drinking problem, her family turned their backs on her, and her and her husband separated in September of 1973. On January 1st, 1975, John Mitchell was convicted of perjury, obstruction of justice, and conspiracy for his involvement in the Watergate break-in. He served 19 months in federal prison, and he and Martha never saw each other again. Um, Then, uh, following this, Nixon even later said Martha was a distraction to John Mitchell, um, such that no one was minding the store, and if it hadn't been for Martha Mitchell, he said there'd have been no Watergate. That's weird to just so, throw all the blame on this woman who pretty much was not even involved whatsoever, and then you were the one who masterminded the whole thing. Yeah, that makes well, yeah. If you make her sense. look guilty and crazy, you know, yeah, it's like whatever, dude. Like, you're trying to destroy her credibility. Yeah, of course, so. and they did. Very, there's a lot more on her, but I didn't. You know, well, that's the government, dude. The government is designed to win. Yeah, all the time. It's just well, no, no, so, no, no, because no, we have guns, so that if they get crazy, we can fight back jesus what a stupid fucking like that is not a thing no i know that's it's what cool my, to that's say what a lot of people i know think but it's like dude they oh, have I know. drones I, I, that can I know kill the same you from a different people. continent like they don't need your ar-15 is not gonna stop a fucking not gonna stop the military i'm so sorry right right so on june 19 1972 the press reported that one of watergate's burglars was a republican party security aide Mm, Mitchell denied not, not any involvement. Involved. No, so he de- he denied any involvement in the Watergate break-in, and he 
He also disavowed any knowledge of the five burglars. On August 1st, a $25,000 cashier's check was found uh, to have been deposited into the U.S. and Mexican bank accounts of one of the Watergate burglars, Bernard Baker. And $25,000 in 1972 is $157,305.02 in 2021 money, and that is a 529.2% inflation. This has been Inflation Corner. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be so, visiting Inflation Corner again. The, the check was made out to the Finance Committee of the Committee to re-elect the president. The check was a 1972 campaign donation by Kenneth uh, Dahlberg. This money... And many other checks that were legally donated to the CRP had been directly used to finance the burglary and wiretapping, including hardware and supplies. That is uh, so familiar to, I can't remember the president's name, but another president who took a bunch of donations uh, from people who said they were going to be one-time donations, but the fine print at the bottom ended up saying that they can charge them multiple times for the same amount. Man, what president is really recent? I can't remember who would do something so shady. Sounds like I'm, I bet a few presidents do, but that's—I mean—that's how you get your endorsements. Man. No, Trump actually did that. Go he around. didn't tell them he was going to charge them multiple times, and then he did. I was making—I was lying. Oh, I know. Well, you no, know, I'm aware, um, uh, and you're not wrong. But I, I feel like most. I feel like a lot of presidents probably do that. I'm not saying he's an anomaly. I'm just saying that's the one I know of that did it. Right. Um, so Bernard Baker had multiple national and international businesses who uh, all had separate bank accounts, right? So it was found he was trying to use this to disguise the true origin of the money being paid to the burglars. Donations totaling about $86,000 were made by individuals who were unaware that they were making private donations, he said, by certified and cashier's checks for president's re-election. So. Oh, $86,000 in 1972 would be equivalent to $541,129.28, which is a 529.2% inflation. This has been another installment of Inflation Corner. Thank you. I like inflation. I like that segment. I, mean, I yeah, like it too. It's a good segment. So investigators uncovered a Miami company run by uh, Barker that had, uh, have I been saying Baker or Barker? It's Barker, but I don't know what you've been saying. I've been, uh, I think I said Bernard Baker earlier, but anyway, his fucking name is Barker. Bob Barker. Um, he, yeah. So, uh, there's a Miami company run by Barker that had an account controlled by him personally. It had deposited a check and then transferred it through the Federal Reserve check clearing system. The investigation by the FBI cleared Barker's um, bank of uh, fiduci fiduciary. I've purposely put Malfeasance? that word in there so that I could try to get you to say it, but I because I don't know. Fiduciary? I, I don't fucking know. Basically, fiduciary. they said they were in the clear. They're good. <laughs> Yeah. So, but it did lead to implication of many members of the CRP to whom the checks had been delivered. Uh, one of those individuals were the committee bookkeeper and treasurer, Hugh Sloan. So the guy in charge of the money in the books was unaware of how easily they could track these checks, is what you're saying. It's ridiculous. Yes. Uh, there's a bunch of other financial mumbo jumbo in the paper trail part of all this, but uh, I don't want to bore people to death. Uh, or have them fall asleep while driving, so we're just going to move on to this whole thing escalating now. So, as with many scandals that are in the attempts of being covered up, this one soon escalates. Uh, rather than ending the convictions at the five burglars on Jan January 30th, 1973, the investigation into the Nixon administration and the break-in grew 
broader. And on March 23rd of 1973, Judge uh, Sirica, anyway, this honorable Sciatica. judge read, Sciatica, <laughs> uh, read a court letter from Watergate burglar James McCord. Uh, uh, and I think you have that? Yeah, I'm going to read it. Um, Nixon's conversations in late March and all of April 1973 revealed that not only did he know he needed to remove Hadleman, Eklund, whatever the fuck, and Dean to gain distance Ehrlichman. from them, Ehrlichman, and Dean to gain distance from them, he, but he had to do so in a way that was least likely to incriminate him and his presidency. Nixon created a new conspiracy to affect a cover-up of the cover-up, which began in late March 1973 and became fully formed in May and June 1973, operating until his presidency ended on August 9th, 1974. So, he's treading water at that point, trying to distance himself from anybody who is involved so that he can keep his right. fucking, you know, so he can be squeaky clean. Right, so on March, 20, uh, March 28th, urged by Nixon, uh, aide uh, John Ehrlichman told Attorney General Richard uh, Kleindienst, Klein, 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 Klein Dienst. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So he told, uh, he basically told him that nobody in the White House had prior knowledge of the burglary. On uh, April 13th, uh, Magruder told U.S. attorneys that he had per, uh, per, 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 perjured. perjured? Per, no, that's how you say that. How the fuck else? Per, perjured? How else would you say it? Just, is that really how you say it? He, yeah, perjury, perjured. I don't know, man. He committed perjury on himself. He committed perjury, yes, <laughs> during the burglar's, tr burglar's trial and implicated John Dean and John Mitchell. John Dean believed that he, Mitchell, Ehrlichman, and Haldeman could go to the prosecutors, tell the truth, and then save the presidency. The arrogance of that is fucking astounding. The thing that yeah. they could just go and to the Dean prosecutors and be like, yeah, we fucked up, but like, we're telling you now, so like, we're good. No, that's crazy. Right. So then Dean wanted to protect the president and have his four closest men take the fall for telling the truth. During the crucial meeting between Dean and Nixon on April 15th of 1973, Dean was unaware of the president's depth of knowledge and then, uh, as well as in his involvement in the Watergate cover-up. Dean felt he was being recorded during this meeting, and uh, he, mentioned during, uh, this, he mentioned this during the Senate committee on Watergate, exposing the threat of what... Uh, were taped conversations that would unravel the fabric of the conspiracy. Yeah, he, by him saying he felt that he was being recorded, they were like, wait, does Nixon record conversations? And then, yeah, we're going to get to next week what actually happened with all of that and how uh, basically Nixon fucked himself over because he wanted to record everything that he ever had a conversation about. Um. So yeah, that was, uh, you guys got to experience a lot of my self-loathing self this episode because Johnny said that I wasn't funny or had a good personality. Oh, he has a ton of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, got a taste I said of, what? Uh, what did I say? You said I have what, what um, a small personality, unlike Mark Wahlberg and Tom Cruise. Of all I, people. Didn't, I didn't say the other no, 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 small no, no. one. No, no, no. That, you said they have, they have big personalities. One. No, no, no. You said they have big personalities. And apparently that would mean... That would infer, right, but they uh, have they have the personalities made for theatrics. I mean, I guess you are I being can, a little dramatic now. So I'm not being in, dramatic. But, I think I'm being perfectly oh, okay. normal with what I'm saying. I'm sorry <laughs> right. that my emotions are so dramatic for you. I, I forgive you. I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna finish this up next week. Yes, we're gonna finish this up next week. Hopefully, uh, I'll be funnier next week. I'm okay. I'm done. I'm not gonna do it anymore because it's not funny anymore. Okay, I'm done self loathing. Look, if it makes everyone feel better, I'm gonna proofread your jokes before we. Oh, you're gonna check <laughs> over me. You're gonna check my work though. <clears throat> None of my jokes have bombed tonight. I'm sorry. So because. <laughs> You don't make jokes. I, we'll talk about I this know. off air. Exactly. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. That's the end of the episode. Thank you guys for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at How the Dads Show. You can follow Johnny at Johnny Doesn't Know How to Talk to His Friends <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, you can follow the show at The Chilling Truth Podcast. <laughs> and uh, go leave, rate and review on iTunes. We got t shirts available in our bio on the Instagram. Uh, and yeah, buy a shirt, man. Please buy a buy damn a shirt. Shirt. I don't even own one yet, actually. I just yeah, dude. Let, let, dude, they're cool shirts. They are cool. Buy they have our faces shirt. on them. Yeah, dude, my face is on it. You want to buy a shirt with my no, face on? My it. face is also on it. Right, it's right next to my face. Okay. Well, to be fair, I made the cartoon of my face first. If that says anything. Yeah. So, that's okay. If you're okay. first, you're last, is what they say. No. No, I'm sure. Pretty sure you'd be second or third, fourth. Hell, you'd be fourth. I was, I was high when I said that. <laughs> what did he say? I was drunk when I said He's that. Like, well, Bobby, I was high when I said that. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys uh, in the flippity flip later. Later.
fucking midnight. We're barely getting through this. We're still recording. It, I don't even know why it, we're still recording. It is. It's point. ten o'clock here in Arizona. So yeah, no, take your ass to bed, dude. I'm going. It's good to. talking to you. All right, man. Yeah. This was a fun episode. Uh, we should do more creepy pastas like this. I liked it. We should, but it's not true crime, so let's not do as many. Oh my god, whatever. You take it too literal. Anyway, uh, thank you guys I for listening. I think a lot of you would. Follow us on all the things. Uh, the Chilling Truth Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, Johnny. Or <laughs> How the Dads Chill. Follow Johnny at Johnny Sometimes. Uh, rate and review on iTunes. If you're going to give us one star, tell me why. Um, we have t-shirts. You can get them on our, in the link in our bio. We got stickers. We got all kinds of shit on there. Uh, you can go get some of that good stuff. And yeah, we'll catch you guys on the flippity flip. And also, new, uh, new thing I'm going to say at the end, new little catchphrase. Tell a friend about the chilling truth. Tell three people yes. about the show. You know, hey, Fucking tell a do friend. It. Do it. Tell a friend. Right now. Pick yeah. up the phone and call what, him right now. Turn this off what, and pick what up is the that? Phone. What is that from? Tell a friend? Vans. Tell a friend? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we work there for a bit. Yeah, tell a friend about, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, tell a friend about the show. Tell, hey, it works for Vans. It's a good business model. They're tell a, a huge company about us. now. They make tons of money. Yeah, yeah. Tell a friend. Tell three friends, and then they'll tell Can we friends. get in trouble for stealing that slogan? <laughs> we just get shut down next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think it's true. Anyway. Tell a friend yeah, about tell the your friends. truth. All right. Later. Later.